Cool. We're going to start in three, two, one. Jay. Yo, what's up, everybody? Jada Gilman here. We got Miss Lauren Ree as well. And uh, hey, this Jay. is Lauren Live. Lauren Live, the quarantine edition, uh, coming straight from our homes. Uh, we got another great guest uh, coming up. We'll introduce him in just a second. But Lauren, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. You know what I mean? You know, just another day in quarantine. Still got my job, so I feel yeah. blessed about that. <laughs> so Overall of it? Overall, just doing good. Staying corona-free. Um, yeah. uh, you know, the world is a little bit crazy this week. So right. this has been like the lightest thing that I've been able to do this week. But since I do have two kings here, I want to say I love you guys. Oh, oh I appreciate you. You are appreciated. Um, same, same to you. Thank you. But um, yeah, so the world is just like blowing up, right? So yeah. this week was kind of heavy. So I was like, yo, we got to do a show this week. Let's lighten yeah. the a little bit. Let's talk about For sure. Some, let's talk about some fun stuff. Let's talk about some love. Some <laughs> okay. Some I like that. Quarantine, quarantining in, uh, in love, if that even can really happen. But I think our guests may know or can give us some advice about that. So tell everybody who our guest is tonight, Jay. Yeah, man, he's definitely a, not even a friend of the, of, the, of, the, of the show, but a family member. He's been on there a couple of times. We always see him out uh, other places, other events, doing his thing. Uh, he's a writer. He's had a TED Talk. Uh, just your overall um, dating expert. So once again, welcome back to the show, everybody. This is Mr. Kevin Carr, aka Kevin Carr. What up, man? <laughs> What's going on? How you doing, man? Everything good? I'm good, man. Everything good. You know, taking it a day at a time is all you can do. How are you making uh, out in quarantine thus far? It's good. I'm actually enjoying the quiet for the most part. You know, what I mean, I get my moments where I get a little stuck crazy because like your routine is off, but um, I'm enjoying like the slower pace that seems to be going on, you know? So uh, we might not ever get this again, so I'm trying to make the most of it. We were, yeah, we were just off camera, uh, kind of just chatting, catching up, and you were saying that you caught up on a lot of reading, a lot of writing. Um, does that mean something's gonna be dropping soon? Or, yeah, you know soon, I mean? man. I had, um, I, I've been working on this book um, for, for a little while. I actually was gonna release it next month, initially, but um, I had some stuff come down the pike so mm. it'll probably be maybe late, maybe late, later in the year, maybe. Uh, but it's okay. good. I'm excited about it. It's like a, uh, it's a, it's a new book. I think it's going to, um, you know, really be uh, good for a lot, for people that's kind of looking to kind of engage in the dating process um, in a mindful way. Can you can you help uh, Lauren get a a date to when she's gonna finish her book? Because no, this is not this is not about me. This is <laughs> nah. about no, That's she gotta listen. Listen, hold on, hold on, Lauren, hold on, hold on. We're gonna get to Kev. We're gonna get to all your stuff in just a second. But listen, I've been getting on her about writing her book because she showed me some chapters and some ideas that she has, and yeah. it's fucking dope. Like it's really <laughs> dope. And I'm just like, yo, fit it. Like I, I get it. Writers want to be writers. They want, yeah, you know I mean, they want to be inspired. But she has all the material. She's that got nothing, I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I, I appreciate you staying on. You know, you always on my back. I got, and I appreciate that because that's what I need. Um, but that's, you're getting into something I was going to talk to Kev about, about being a writer, right? Okay. And a first time writer, because this is not his first rodeo. This is like, what's your third book? It'll be a third book now? Yeah, this will be my, my third. Yeah, I did. Third uh, book, right? Yeah, third book. Yep. So, you know, when you were writing your first book, 
I mean, how, like, did you jump right into it? You was like, all right, I'm gonna write a book and it was just like that? Or was it something that you had to gradually kind of work yourself up to? Uh, it was a gradual thing. Like the idea, I mean, it was a whole process. Like I did, I got the idea. Um, I didn't quite know. It kind of really just came organically. Okay. Uh, my first book in that, um, I got the idea. My first book was called If All Men Are Dogs, Then Women You Hold the Leash, right? Um, and then... You still have I, a copy of that? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I should. I should somewhere. That's um, funny. But so in that, I did a survey. And so I did a survey, and I sent the survey to, like, as many women as I could find. And then from their answers, that's I, what I used to shape the chapters. Okay. So, um, and that, I just kind of... I wrote as it as it came because I wasn't necessarily I didn't know what it would be. So it was a it was a couple year process. Okay. Um one, my second book I did that intentionally and then I would actually like sit down. Um that was kind of it started off as uh, social media content and I saw the impact of it so I started compiling it. But in that instance I would actually sit down at times like okay Tuesdays, I write eight in the morning to 10 in the morning. Like I would sit down and like literally work, you know what I'm saying? So it just depends. I mean, like in, for the book I'm doing now, it started as just me six months of kind of just researching, like literally just getting all, all the information that I could. Um, and then I spent a lot of time outlining and brainstorming. And so I would go and then that's how I kind of created the first draft of it. Okay. Uh, and then it sat for like a year because I, I wasn't ready to put it out. So it sat for a year. I lived for a year. So then by the time I went back to it, it was like, oh, I don't really, I just feel differently about some of this stuff. I also, I grew, you know, life is a little different. So I updated. And then what I did in updating was I would make sure to, um, the night before, I would, I would brainstorm on what I'm going to write the next day. Okay. So that would help me. So that way I'm not just starting from zero at the computer. Some days you do and some days I didn't. But if I can help it, I would try to outline the subject matter the day before so I could have something in front of me. So kind of like a lesson plan. You had a plan for whatever. Was yeah, because I wanted to make sure whatever that topic was, I got everything that I wanted in it. So nice. I would have, I mean, you could bring something you want, but I would have the ideas, certain words, whatever sources I was using, and then as I'm sitting down, as I'm writing, at least got a little roadmap for to help. Cool. So you just said something about, um, you said you lived for a year, right? Yeah. So how do you, have you seen the evolution in you within all of the books that you have written? And, and yeah, I have. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. if you don't mind, like, talk a little bit about that. Like, from your first book up until now, like, where, where do you see the biggest differences which you would think it would be? Um, I think the biggest difference is that, like, I think the more you live, right, or at least you should, the more you live and grow, the more you realize, like, life in the world isn't black and white, right? And so that's also relationships and also, also dating. So there's a lot of gray that comes with a lot of things that just are yeah. day-to-day lives. And so I think that while the, I think the spirit of the content and the overall, like, principles of, in the content are the same, right? And they all... Re- from my first book to what I'm doing now. But I think that just the writing, I just have become more flexible um, in, in my life and in my thinking. And so I think that has um, allowed for better content, right? It allows it allowed me to 
um, understand it's not just one way to do things. And I think that it has allowed me to be helpful for, to uh, more people. So we're in quarantine. And I think one of the first things I, I heard everyone talking about was, mm. how am I going to go out on dates, especially <laughs> single people? Like, do I really want a Zoom date with somebody or yeah. FaceTime with someone? Like, how does that work? Or even people that are in something would be like, well, how do we keep this fresh, right? Like, how do we, mm-hmm. and we're, we have to be separate. So um, what do you think about quarantine dating? Like, what do you think about this whole virtual dating kind of thing? I mean, we were already kind of like online dating per se, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but this is on like another level, like virtual yeah. dating. Yeah, it's just, it's a shock, right? Immediately, because it's like, like you said, we were online anyway, but I mean, we didn't live online. Like, we can go out and hug each other and meet each other in person. So it's a shock to the system. So I think that uh, a few things, I think that it does allow us to, um, it allows for us to, if we let it, to make really genuine connections, right? Because as we engage with people, like, all right, like, first of all, everybody is going through something right now. There's nobody unaffected by this. Even if you're working, if you're not working, whatever it is, so... So we know we get, that gives us some common ground, but mm-hmm. be, because the, because of where we are, like small talk really not getting you nowhere. Know, you know what I mean? Like there's only so many times I can ask you how was your day. Like what, you know what I mean, I got up, it I sucked. Out, like, <laughs> I ate breakfast. I, ate I again, stayed in my house. I took a nap. <laughs> I ate again. Like what else you want me to say? So it forces us to be able to really dive into who a person is, which I think is a good thing. Um, and it also forces us to look at other options as to meeting people like we still want many of us still want relationships and love and so though we quarantine it's like all right how do we do that now so people who weren't now are on app so i get i've got dms from people asking about like setting up profiles and stuff like that so it's just about really we forced to really embrace um you know all the options available to us because of we don't have the ability to kind of go out and meet people uh physically right now so I, I kind of was thinking, like, I was thinking about this with the whole virtual dating, like the Zoom or FaceTime or Skype or whatever. And I've been going back and forth, but, like, lately I've been thinking I think it's a good idea, even when, even when the quarantine's lifted, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's a good idea after you either you meet someone on, on, a, on an app or DM or whatever to have this virtual meet before you even go out to meet them in person. Oh, yeah, because, okay. because like, like how many people like when, when you're texting someone, you don't really know who that person is. You only see what they're writing. Right. Yeah. You don't see their their initial response. They have time to think to write. So mm-hmm. I think having this new element, it kind of adds another layer to dating. But it's also kind of getting rid of the bullshit of that first date where mm-hmm. it's like awkward or you have your you have your representative who's not really yourself <laughs> be there at those dates. Yeah, and then you know, and then it, and then it, and it's just like a weird. Either it's gonna go on for another week, or you don't hear that person again. But having this kind of virtual thing, you're kind of like setting yourself up. Like, all right, for the so for the first time we meet in real life, like in person, we could get rid of all that small talk bullshit and like you know whatever. Or if the virtual date's awkward or terrible, you could just yeah. delete or exit yeah, out. Yeah, you're going. You're going in the meeting. Yeah, like oh, <laughs> you know, I gotta go. You gotta like meet. I'm out. All right. So what, what do you think about that, that, that concept? No, I actually have thought people should do that before quarantine. Like, okay. unless you meet, it's, it's a little different if you meet somebody out somewhere and y'all get a chance to engage and 
see what the kind of see what the vibe is like if there's chemistry. Then you don't right. necessarily need to do that because you kind of you got something that's to start from. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like just meeting somebody, especially if you met on an app or Instagram or something like that, like before you go out and spend time in person, like I think it's just easier to help that dynamic if you really try to spark the chemistry beforehand. Just have it like a 20 minute chat or whether, whether it's, I mean, I know people ain't trying to talk on the phone no more, but uh, whether Zoom yeah. or FaceTime or something like that, like just develop um, some type of um, camar- camaraderie to start it off because it's hard to kind of just, Meet, like everybody can't do that. You just turn it on when you meet somebody out, like for the first time. Like we've never yeah. talked, and we just meet for dinner or drinks, and now I gotta have these conversations. You know what I mean? Like people, like younger people. I'm a little older, so I used to do this. But younger, like they don't remember what it's like. You had to meet somebody, and you had to call them first. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, like they don't remember that. You like we were, we were still writing down numbers. Writing down right. numbers. Like you, you, you had, had your, to call. You had them. a black book. Yeah, you had to call them. You basically had to cold call them and see if you yeah. can get a vibe. <laughs> Right? See if you ain't never lied. Yeah, yeah, you know how hard that is? People don't understand what it's like. Like, hello, can I speak to so-and-so? Hey, this is Kevin. We met the other day. So how, and you got to start right. it off. People don't right. understand what, how hard that was. They'll yeah. never know. They'll never know. <laughs> That's, so yeah, I was, That's so true. I was, I was watching, yeah, because I mean, I was watching this movie and um, I guess this girl was getting back into like the dating scene. So she signs up for this online profile, whatever she, she likes with someone else. They're chatting on the on the on the app, and then she's like, "Well, I want to see what you look like, so I know you're not a serial killer." That was yeah. Joke. But they they like they like Skype their FaceTime or whatever before they met, and they were like, "All right, you seem cool. I'll, let's go meet up." Yeah. And I, was, I was like, too. I was like, that's I was like, that's kind of what we're gonna have to do now. It probably yeah. makes the real first date easier. Right. Yeah, it does. Right. It does. Interesting. Does okay. So so online online dating. I mean. I just kind of feel like, I hate to say this, but I just feel like that's just how people meet now. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, minus quarantine, before this even happened, I, I was saying to one of my girlfriends, it's like, well, I mean, people don't really, like, we go out, but when we go out, are we really going out um, with the intention on to meet somebody, right? I just kind of feel like, I don't know if mm. it's the person just being kind of, like, closed off, but I never felt like when I was out with my girls, the intention was for me to be out and meet someone. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, it, if it happened by chance, great. But I just kind of feel like that wasn't the goal. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like people got into the the mood that online dating was just it. Like, do you feel like online dating will kind of fizzle out and we'll ever get back to that? Yo, let's go out. We might meet somebody tonight kind of thing. I do. I think I mean, I think it'll I mean, online dating is we live life is online now. Right. So it's not it's only going to increase. That's not going to decrease. But I do think at least in, you know, well, who knows what happens in the future, as we know, what the past three months have looked like. But I do believe that there are always, or at least for a good portion of time, will be that uh, want to and that ability just to connect with people in person. Like, you, we, because we, that's an innate desire that we have. And so even if it's not a situation where we are consciously going out looking for people, I think that as long as we just don't lose the open-mindedness of random romantic connections right like how they how they can still sometimes happen as long as if we just kind of keep that antenna up i think we'll be fine because we you know when you got your antenna up you kind of you, you tend to attract the uh the signal that you transmit are you do you believe that it's it always happens when you're not looking so someone told me they're like oh lauren you'll be fine it's, it's going to be when you're not looking that's when it's 
that's when it's going to happen for you. And I'm like, nah, I feel like I got to be, I had to, I need to have the blinders off. I need to yeah. have to up. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I think you, I think it's okay to be looking. Like, how, if, how you find what you're looking for, if, you, if, you know, if you're not looking for it, if your eyes are not open. So, that's my point. I, I think just looking doesn't necessarily mean going door to door. Looking is just, <laughs> right? Like, I hope, is, I wish Lauren did door to door. That would be hilarious. Like, <laughs> you are, like hello? hello? Yeah. You're trying to get like, married or no? <laughs> <laughs> no? All but right, have a nice day. <laughs> looking can be, you know, responding to people when they send you messages or DMs, like talking right. to your friends, telling them what you're looking for, ha having them keep their eye open. Like, looking can be proactive. You know what I mean? So I think it's always important if that's a, if a relationship is something that you want. I think that it's important to uh, be fully present in the moment, right? In, in, in the sense that you're not so consumed that you're unhappy with where you are, but also you're still aware of what you want. Well, I, I mean, I think it's like, I think it's okay to be, like you said, Kev, to be proactive and whatnot. Like, because how else are you going to, you know, attract the one who, who you're feeling? Yeah. But on the same tip, like, it's kind of, it's not annoying, but it's just like, all right, come on. Like, like if, if someone's complaining about not finding someone, but they don't put themselves in the position, like, they don't right. go out to events, they don't, they kind of just go home or they complain or they want to right. get earlier. It's like, well, you, you, you got to be across the board or not on the board at all. Like, what's right. going like, on? Right, like, shoot, you can't get wet, you don't get in the pool. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm okay for, for people to be, like, pro, like proactively looking. I'm all right with that. I mean, I'm all, I, I get it. I just, I feel like that's so like, it's, it's old. Like my, like my, my mom and my aunt tell me like, girl, stop worrying about it. He going to come. He going to come. I'm like, that's what, yo, they, you talking about like people that got married to their neighbors. Yeah. It was like the only people in the, like within the block. Like, come on, man. Like, we're, 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 we're so I hear, door, now. I hear a doorbell every day. I'm like, thank <laughs> <"Pay it, door." laughs> <laughs> no, um, so what do you um think about you said something about like slide into the DMs. Why do you think that the DM kind of like message has such a negative narrative? Like if someone slides into the DM, it automatically means like sex or like can someone Because weren't Because weren't people just sending pictures of their dicks? Like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> isn't that why? Like, yeah, like that's you know, some people are doing that. Yeah, you, like, you hey 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 Lauren, how about you tell us like what your DMs was looking no, like when they first so, but no, I'm going to be honest with you. I've had both. I've had both happen before, but everyone's not sending a dick pic in the DM. Like, yeah. some people can genuinely have interest and say, hey, what's up? How you doing? I see you doing this, that, and the third, whatever. And it can grow into a, a real conversation. I just think that everyone feels like, oh, if I slide into someone's DM, I'm thirsty or mm -hmm. I'm, I, I'm That's just me. Kinda, Huh? That's me. Like I like I my DM game is so terrible. Like it's so whack. Like because I don't know what to say. I'm like I don't know what to say. Like I really just meet you in person, but not tell everybody's like say, that. Tell them what to say. Tell them what to say, Kev. Yeah, Kev. I need help. I need help. I need help. DM pro. I can teach you class. <laughs> yeah, you probably should. <laughs> I'm being serious. <laughs> yeah, man. You gotta you you gotta like and but. Because of the stigma, you got to do it a certain way because it comes off creepy. Exactly. Right? I get exactly. That. Because exactly. I think that, you know, it's a stigma behind it. And uh, people have, like, just for the sake of, like, trendiness, have, have all, all, almost made it harder 
for people to kind of like just approach people, you know? Mm-hmm. But I think that it's just in the way you do it in terms of like, you got to kind of do it generically. Like, first of all, I, I, you don't send DMs to somebody that's not following you. Like that's, a, mm. that's a, you can, but I'm like, eh, I think that's a reach, right? And so- Yeah, establish a, a you know, a foundation of notoriety. Right, or if you're going to send them a DM, like comment on a story. Like don't send them a DM saying, hey, what's your name? Send them a DM say, oh, I love that restaurant or great pick mm-hmm. and see mm-hmm. if you can get some type of traction. Like, it's kind of like you got to kind of, it's like, for lack of a better word, it's almost like bait. Like, you got to kind of see if you can drop a gem and then somebody picks it right. up. Right. Shoot, I'm going to be shooting my shot from all over the place after this. <laughs> um, from half court. Hey, listen, you got to. Listen, I, ah. I, I, shot, a, I shot a couple of Steph threes before. <laughs> let, it, just let it fly. Just let it fly. And listen, every now and then they go in. Right. You never know. Um, so before quarantine, me and Jay were um, watching this show. Did you happen to get into the whole Love is Blind series that everyone watched, Kev? I didn't, but I heard all about it. I, I've like seen a couple of million times by now. Okay. So, I mean, for the people who didn't see it, basically it's exactly what it's called. Love is Blind. So mm-hmm. you don't see anyone on your first... How many... Like, this went like, what two days or something like that, Jen? Or a week? Uh, the whole thing was like uh, four or five weeks. Um, but the beginning like five... when they don't see each other is like a week, right? Uh, it was like 10 days. Yeah, so 10 days you don't see the person on the other side of the wall. You can mm. just connect through communication, basically. Now, I think it's a stretch to be able to get engaged from that. Yeah. Um, because that was the end-all, be-all of it is that you right. get engaged before you even see the person. Um, right. wow. I guess my, my real question is, is that, do you think that chemistry and communication can be so strong that it could lead you to that in that shorter period of time? Especially without looking at the other person. Come on, because physical attraction is a big deal. That's yeah. a big deal. Um, I mean, for me, it couldn't, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I, think that, I think that it can I don't know that it can um I think the the chemistry the chemistry the connection all of that can kind of um lead you to a certain place I still think at at the end of the day even these even though these people agreed to engage or whatever like that sexual and that physical attraction would would, would be would be, would be needed to kind of keep you there. Mm. You see what I'm saying like it can, you mm-hmm. can make the connection and kind of start that process. But if there's no actual physical attraction, I don't see how that can work, you know? Gotcha. So we're in, so we're, you, you found somebody, you're dating, you're now in quarantine. Um, how do you think that you can keep the spark, the flame going while you just started dating someone and getting to know them and you're not able to actually go out on dates? Yeah, it's, it's challenging. I just, you know, I just, I've been thinking about that. Like, it's just, you really got to get creative. You know, like, I think Mm. that you really have to, whether you're doing FaceTime, whether you are phone calling, you know, whether you, I know one of my boys, like, he's dating somebody, but it was kind of new, and, like, they kind of, like, he, like, rolled, she had a porch, and he rolled by, so he, like, sat outside on the car, she sat on the steps, and they talked, so I think that, you got to really just kind of, I mean, it's, it's a good and bad thing. I mean, it's, it's, I would say good. It's a, it's a challenge, but it's a good thing. 
um, in that you got to, because it's forcing us to use that creative muscle. And I think a lot of times, many of us, we get things so easy and so convenient that in terms of how we build relationships, we might have gotten lazy. So I think that this really, for many, has caused many of us to really think outside the box we should have been thinking outside of anyway in terms of how do we develop these relationships. And it, That's it, your point. The communication skills, too. Yeah, like, you know, people, people like this person <clears throat> talk, don't know how to hold a conversation. I mean, I'm so glad you said that because I feel like when, with the whole dating apps and just online dating, and even just texting, like a lot of people don't know how to like talk or yeah. introduce themselves or greet themselves when they meet other people. And this is like, this is basic human interaction and you can't even, it, it's, it's really wild like how dating is now because like, like, like we just talked about, nobody wants to hear a phone call. Why yeah, not? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's really weird. It's really weird. So I think mm -hmm. like since this has happened, like you just said, like everything's kind of reverting back to, all right, Fix the communication. Yep. This, this, and this. Creativity. All right. Yeah. Maybe I'll maybe I'll have deliver flowers to her. You know, whatever, whatever. Like I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's definitely making this work. It's making us think outside the box and less convenient now. Mm hmm. I so you said something about like um, uh, FaceTiming. Like you got to be like different. Do FaceTime, do Zoom, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is, but like the past couple dudes that I've dated. They only like to FaceTime. What the fuck is that? Excuse me. What the about? <laughs> like, like I hate seeing a FaceTime come through and you didn't get permission. It's yeah, like, yeah. I don't like unsolicited like, FaceTime either. I'm like, yo, yo, like, what is that about? Like, what is it about? I, I could be on the fucking toilet. You FaceTime me? <laughs> right. I don't like unsolicited. It gets to crying. Yeah. And I'm like, and I guess, guess what? I am a texter. I am at fault a big texter. You could get me to respond to a text quicker than you could ever get me to answer a phone call. Mm. But I'm just like, FaceTime, I feel like FaceTime is so invasive. But I'm, <laughs> I love, but I do like FaceTime. Do you? But I'm, I'm a visual person. So like, same, same. I hate, I hate talking on the phone. Okay. And I love the text, but then sometimes you want that dynamic. We vibing. I see your facial expressions. I can see what you mean. Right. It's for me, I, I appreciate that, especially if it's a situation where I, I can't really see you for a couple of days or whatever. That I love face. I, I enjoy FaceTime. So is that my I, you, you I'm, the I'm the same. Like, like I rather, like, I'm a, I'm a visual person. Like, I rather, let's go meet up. Let's go hang out. Yeah. Like, I, you know what I mean? Because like you said, through a text, it's just so much because you some, you might text something and they and they might take it the wrong way, but then you gotta explain and it's like weird and it's like I don't know your mm. tone. <laughs> then you got even with emojis, it's kind of like what does that emoji mean? It's just too much. Yeah. But if you if you if you say something, you see their interaction and you see their expression, you know if they if you pissed them off, you know you made a nice compliment, you know right off the bat. I mean that's basic human interaction. So yep. that's something I had to get like used to because he just always FaceTime me and I like mm. it. you know what I mean like I'm like feeling this bull yeah gotta stop FaceTime <laughs> <laughs> or, or like or, or like a check-in would be like yo uh can I can I FaceTime you real quick yeah yeah like, like you good to FaceTime in a little bit now like I just I, now I just know what's up it's, it's going Go. <laughs> you got that bonnet on you got that bonnet huh? on <laughs> Talking about, you got that bonnet you got the scarf on I'm like yo like I'm, real story true story he would FaceTime me all the time 
and I would answer, but I would have it looking up to the ceiling. Uh. <laughs> I would be like, and I would be like, yo, like, I'm not prepared for this. Yeah. Like, Mars, stop playing. I, just show me your face. Just, just like, just, and I'm like, no, like, literally, <laughs> I'm on my couch with my scarf on. Like, I don't want to do this. I'm like, yeah. why do you keep FaceTiming me? And it was at a point where I would stop answering his calls. I'm like, stop, or I would, or I would decline and then call him and be like, yeah. yo. Uh, yeah, I got you. <laughs> like, what's up? And he's like, why you ain't answer the face? I'm like, like I don't want to see you. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Frustrate the shit out of me. But I've just found in that guys are like, y'all must just be visual people. Like, y'all need to kind of, like, see it. More yeah. so hear it or whatever else the, the case might be. But I guess it's, it's easy now because can't see them. got to be able yeah, to true. whatever. That's, that's, that's pretty much it. So, mm. What's some advice that you would give um, somebody that's kind of like just right now, uh, maybe just going through possibly a breakup mm. and now they're in this situation and that's why. Like, well, should I get back out? Should I get back on the horse? Should I start, you know, swiping right or left? Like mm. it's kind of a difficult time because now you're alone. Do you jump right back into it or is quarantine and not the time to kind of really do that? Yeah, I think it can be. I just, I just think now is the time really for people to really kind of slow down, especially if you're coming out of a relationship. It's a, it's the, it's a great time to kind of slow down and reevaluate like your past relationship history, what may have went right, what may have went wrong. You know, kind of really just dive in to yourself. Like it's, it's a really good time to kind of get recentered. I think um, in this place, like you can't really go out and meet people like you can't really be as frequently social as you want. So I think that while you can get on a dating pool, I think that if you are not 100% positive that you're ready, it's a great time to kind of just allow the quiet to speak to you, so to, speak, so to say. You know, just kind of position yourself to really make sure that when you start dating again, you're in the best place possible and you're doing it from, the, from a good foundation. So, are there, are there, um, sorry, Lauren, um, are there any uh, dating apps or sites that you would recommend more over than, than some other ones? Or is there any new stuff that you're kind of come across lately? Yeah, really, I mean, I, I think it's kind of the same you, stuff. Yeah, you just got to kind of figure out like every platform isn't for everybody. So I mm -hmm. think that I always tell people like find the one that works for you. So whether that's like a Bumble or Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a match, whatever, like just kind of oh, find one that you feel comfortable Sorry. with. Yeah, yeah, I mean, plenty of fish. But I, I will say that um, Hinge, that app has been uh, proven to be the most successful so far at actually uh, people developing relationships. It's something with how they created the app and the algorithm that statistically they produce more actual relationships mm -hmm. than the other apps. Like, yeah, I, were like eHarmony and stuff? Uh, I'm not sure about the websites, but that, okay. but okay. in terms of like a Bumble or or a Tinder, okay. um, Hinge is a really good app in terms of like actually people, both people wanting to um, do relationships, the steps that they take in and how you set up your profile and um, that whole process. Mm. So me and Jay talked about this before. We had someone else on the show where we talked about the list. Um, you hear a lot of women say, you know, I have this list or... Sierra, give me your prayer, how you got Russell kind of thing. Like, what was on your list? 
like a like a check like check like checkbox. Yeah. 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 Do you believe that men and women should have uh, a list when it comes to seeking seeking someone? Uh, yes and no. Uh, I'm not I'm not a fan of like, oh, I need him to be, or I need her to be this, 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 and that. Um, I think your list should be based on the things that you value because you can't create a healthy or successful relationship no matter what the person has or hypothetically brings to the table if y'all don't share the same common values. And so I think that the list actually starts with each of us determining what we value the most, mm-hmm. right? So like your value might be education, it might be creativity, it could be financial security, whatever that is, because that's how you live out your life. And so I think that instead of looking for a, a list, so to speak, is that when we engage with people, we really just try to identify what the values of this person are and are those values in line with mine? Because if they aren't, it doesn't matter how great the job is or even how nice they are. It, we, we won't be able to create something that lasts and that's healthy if we don't value the same things. Um, so I think that a lot of that list is like a lot of things that we put on the list is not really things that help us have healthy relationships or really aren't proper. They don't really tell us who this person is. So that last question kind of segues to my next question. Um, kind of deep diving into your uh, dating life a little bit, if, yeah. we don't, if you don't mind. Uh, what, what are some deal breakers for you when, you, uh, when you're looking for someone to date or whatever? I think for me, I think are, are, like have they changed over the yeah, years? Yeah, so it's like, yeah. So it's like how we started this conversation when talking about how when I wrote my first book, where I was to where I am now. I think mm-hmm. I've had like a lot of deal breakers, different deal breakers over the years. I think now I think that for me, anybody that I really can't be my authentic self with will be mm-hmm. a problem for me, right? Okay. So I think that, but also that goes back to our values in terms of like the things, how I live my life. So I think for me, that's most important um, because how can we build something if I really can't just be, you know? Right. And so I think that for me, it all hinges from there. Mm. What about you, Jay? You got, what's your deal breaker? <laughs> um, I wasn't prepared for that, but um, <laughs> they definitely changed over the yeah, years. Yeah, they changed. Uh, yeah, I mean, because I, when I was younger, like tw- when I say younger, like in my 20s, uh, someone who had a kid was a deal breaker. Yeah, but but as that we used get to be older, like that for me too. Yeah, yeah, but at, but as you get older, we're you know we're in mid thirties or so, and um, a lot of the people that you know, some people have been divorced already. Some they have kids that are you know eight, nine, ten plus years old. So it's kind of yeah. one of those things. It's like all right, well you got to adjust adjust it. Um, I mean, besides the obvious stuff like racism and stuff, like <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, the obvious. Um, uh, I, I'm not really keen when someone's insensitive to situations or people that they've never been like up uh, in that in that in that situation themselves. Yeah. Um, and 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 they have like strong opinions about it. Um, that like just not being like being kind of like an overall just like a like a mean person, like just yeah. just like shitty for no reason it's like why are you so mad? like who hurt you like why are you so mad like, like, like it is not that big of a deal i mean yeah. there's other stuff depending on you know certain situations but like when it comes to just i think it's just a lot of it a lot of it has to do with character really yeah, yeah absolutely i want to be able to bring there's a, there's like an ongoing joke you know with, with my family because like i i never bring you know someone 
over to like the cookouts or whatever. And I'm like, yeah. well, I, I think my family very high. Uh, I think I'm very highly. So when I bring someone, I don't want them. I want them to be a reflection of myself as well. You know, so I, got you. I, I really think about that kind of things. And especially with my friends and my family, like I want to bring, be able to bring people into my circles who I don't have to like babysit or I know they could carry a conversation on their own when I'm not mm-hmm. around. Yeah. Or even even if they want to just hang out with that with, you know, with my girl when, you know, on some like it's girls night, you know, we want to take her out. I'm like, all right, cool. Like have fun. You know what I mean? So yeah, a lot of it's you. more a lot of it's more character based and you know, and it's situational depending on, you know, what happens. You. Yeah. Good stuff. Good to hear it from a guy's point of view. So yeah. we um, before we wrap everything up, one thing that I have noticed in, in myself as getting, I don't, I hate to use the word older, so wiser, mm-hmm. um, is that the way you move in your relationships just change. In, in mm-hmm. different. Um, and it's, again, it's that evolution type of thing. So I conduct myself differently in a relationship than how I would when I was even, I would say even early 30s than how I am like mid-30s right now. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> have you kind of like seen or do you give advice to people uh, that may come back to you and, and say, well, I used to be this way and I, I you know, I, things are changing. Like, why is it that way? Like, what is the advice that you get? Especially, I'm sorry to say this, but especially guys, I think they try to hold on to some of those old old ways that they had when they were you know out here running the street type of thing they try to hold on to that even when they get a little older and it's kind of like do you ever have to tell somebody like all right it's time to to, to put it down those are your old ways set those things aside it's time for you to kind of sort of like grow Cause I think evolve huh evolve evolve because as a woman i feel like they always say that we mature faster than men mm. i don't know how true that is i mean i believe it to some extent but I think that's one of our biggest fears is that we're at a certain point and we have to always wait for the guy to get to the point where we're at um, when it comes to like relationships. What you mean though, in terms of like, like give me like, an example. Uh, sure. Like commitment. Um, right. <laughs> I think that's like one of the, the biggest things. Like a lot of women kind of know what they want from the gate. Now I've said this before on a show, I'm not saying at the first dinner you should be like, I want to be married within a year with three kids and I don't, don't scare the brother away. I'm not yeah, saying yeah. that. Yeah. What I'm saying is that I've, in my own, my own experiences, I've been kind of like got backlash mm-hmm. for having an expectation on where I kind of want to be in my life. Like I'm mm-hmm. intentionally dating now. Like I'm not dating I just guess, to just to just like, Oh, I want to have a good time. Like I intentionally am looking for a life partner. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess the better question for me should be, so I'm going to take my question back and throw a new one is mm. someone in my particular situation, how do you, what would you tell them to how to stay course on that, but out without being too uptight with it at the same time, but you still want to have fun, but yeah. you still have a plan in mind. Like when do you know you're wasting your time? Oh, mm. well, I mean, I think you, I think you want to kind of get a sense of where somebody is pretty soon. Right. So it's like, again, you want to be aware of, what you want or what your desire is, but you also want to stay present. But I think that you, you, I think, I I don't think a first date is too soon to have those conversations as to where are you? Like, it's not the conversation of what are we, but it's just like, just in general conversation, 
Like, so what, is there a relationship something that you're looking for in the future? Are you like more casually dating? Like, I think that if you can't have those conversations, then that's somebody that you, you shouldn't be messing with anyway. Because that's either somebody that, that don't know what they want, they not necessarily up front, or they don't have the best of intentions. Because even if we don't want the same things, if my intentions are, are pure, we can have that conversation as to, yeah, this is where I am. So I think that it's important to have that conversation early so you know, right? It's like, oh, you know where, where things can go. And I think that it's not a conversation that you need to keep having, but I think that you just want to keep that in the back of your mind and then remember how the outcome of that conversation as you are continuing to engage with that person to see, okay, so they said they was looking for a relationship in the future. Is the behavior adding up? Right, like, do they ever do they ever mention the future, or they or are they always only in the moment? Do they do things that kind of symbolize that they might want a relationship at some point? And then, if you also are ever confused, circle back around. Like, don't be afraid to like, hey, listen. So I'm, I think sometimes it's just in the wording. Like, you don't have to attack people. It could just be, I just want some clarity on this. No pressure. I'm just curious, so I can know. Right? Yeah. Do you like? Do you think that sometimes? Women set themselves up though because I've I've talked to men who have said from the rip like I don't want to I don't want a commitment I don't want to be in a relationship I'm just kind of like I, I'm not going to say just out here but I'm looking to date and casually see where things go but right now yeah. I'm not looking for that and sometimes I think we hear what we want to hear yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> and we keep we keep going. Like, yeah. you see that more women waste their time doing that instead of hearing it from the rip or maybe yeah, like, taking a chance. Yeah, but I mean, listen, I, I don't believe in taking too many chances with your heart, right? And then also, like, you got to, when you talk to people, you got to hear people for what they're saying, not basically what you want. So mm-hmm. a lot of times, we, we, our desires are so much at the forefront of our minds that even, that, even as you're telling me it's, you, it's not something that you're looking for, I'm hearing something else. And so I think that it's important just to be accepted. Like, hey, this is where this person is. And make your decision accordingly. Mm. I mean, if, if, if someone watching this um, were to take away one big thing out of this whole conversation, um, you know, what would you tell them as far as just, just dating in the current climate that we're in, um, even before quarantine and during quarantine, what, mm-hmm. what's kind of one thing that you can kind of just tell people when they're just out here trying to figure it out? I think that it's important to, and this is kind of back to the situation that what, uh, the conversation Lauren had when she was saying how her aunts and telling her, you know, it, he'll, it'll find you. I think, a portion, I think that's true to an extent, right? I think that it's important to, obviously you know exactly what you want in terms of whether that's a commitment whether that's a commitment that leads to marriage, whether that's a marriage that leads to a family, like you should know all those things. But I think that, and it's okay to have those things in your back and back of your mind and to move intentionally. But I think that uh, even with that, just really focus on making genuine human connections. Because sometimes what we want is so heavy on us that when we engage in with people, we aren't fully present because we, we, we're trying to figure out, do you fit this? Right. Mm-hmm. Do you fit this story that I already have in my head? Right. So I think that it's important that especially now where we are in terms of, you know, life is uncertain and mm-hmm. we don't necessarily know what the next six or 12 months looks like. We don't know what dating looks like. 
And so I think that even in the midst of that, it's important to not lose sight of what you want, but just re- just engage, like just focus on understanding the person and understand and having them understand you instead of trying to audition them for, for a part in your movie. Mm. Ooh, I like that. So I had this one last question. Yeah. When did you kind of know, like, did someone say, you know what, Cap, you should give dating advice? Or, <laughs> or, or did you like, or did you just say, you said, hey, I'm pretty good at this. I'm going to just, uh, you know, start writing about it and start giving some people some tips. Or you just like, I'm just going to throw, throw it against the wall, see how it sticks. No, it's just something that it just evolved into. I just, okay. like, when I did my first book, my first book came out of a conversation in terms of, uh, I was taking my cousin to the hospital to get her labor induced. And on the way to the hospital, we talking, and I'm like, yo, like, where your, man, where your boy at? And, you know, like, I mean, I love you, but <laughs> you ain't pregnant <laughs> by me. I had that conversation, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, but she hadn't heard from him. Like, he was just, he was a dirtbag, right? And so, um, but she had also already had a kid by him. And so I, mm. I think that the thing that hit me was, you know, we, sometimes we can't always help we, who we meet, but we can help uh, who we attach ourselves to. And then we can also help that we allow somebody to mistreat us continually. And so um, that led me to do a survey. I put the first book out. When I put it out, I didn't quite know what it would be. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I, I put the book out. And from that, it just kind of evolved into, um, like, that led me to, like, write it for Essence. And then it just kind of had been my lane for the past really 10 years or so. So what's next? What do you got? I mean, we, we you said in the beginning you're gonna drop um another yeah, I got book. Another book, um, probably soon. I don't know. I don't know exactly when, but soon. Is that um, the but, thing you got you got coming up? Yeah, I got some I got some TV stuff coming up. Oh nice. Um, that's dope. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, that should be that should be dope. I can't really talk about it too much, but um that's hopefully dope. we can we did we shot the pilot already uh in february so right before we got it done right before everything shut down um so hopefully we can get back in over the next uh near future to kind of shoot the series but um um, you know i'll give you an update once i can actually cool uh, i I can tell you i can tell you about it when we talk uh off air but when we we, we, not recording we're gonna ask you because i'll ask you anyway (laughs) i i think i think um kev would be great on too hot to handle never watched it. Oh. Is that the one where they can't have sex? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but but basically it's like it's it's quarantine life but okay. not like because there's I mean they could but they're going to lose money. Okay. So it's kind of a weird thing but it's funny because a lot of those people, you know, they're kind of like, "Oh, I'm just you know, here for a good time whatever whatever." Yeah. And then you put in these stipulations and it kind of forces them to kind of uh, uh, grow as a person and whatever, whatever. But I feel like you would kill on that show yeah. <laughs> and, and make mad money. <laughs> can, can, you bring, can you bring the letters back? The advice, yeah. like on your on your page. Remember, you people would like ask you. Oh questions. yeah, yeah, the questions. Oh, I should bring them back. You have. Yeah. I would be like, girl, now you know this was stupid. Yeah, you definitely should bring that back. How can how can how can everybody huh? find you? How can everybody find you on the interweb? On the oh, on Instagram, right. Instagram, uh, at Kev underscore car. Um, and yeah, you can catch me on there. Everything is on my Instagram. Cool. cool. All right, everybody. So again, we have writer, um, relationship 
advice, uh, everything. Kev does it all. Uh, Kev Carr on the show, we want to thank you for coming through. Uh, Jay, do we have anything coming up besides this? <laughs> um, we're working on some stuff. Um, oh. things, are starting, things are starting to open up here uh, yeah. soon. So we're going to get back to the grind. So definitely Shout stay tuned. Shout out to our new series, Quarantine Cuisine, that just mm-hmm. dropped this week. I was on episode one. Episode two is coming out. Um, you still got Jay and Farah up. Shout out to Chef Ron Moss for doing that. Tastemakers. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. So make sure you guys are checking that out. Other than that, just make sure you guys are following Water Ice Radio and WaterIce.com on all of your uh, social media platforms and the Laundry Live Show. We are still on YouTube, Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff. So make sure you guys are checking out our quarantine shows. And as long as we're in the house, we're going to be bringing y'all some more heat. Shout out to Uncensored Podcast and the Just Govern Podcast. Our girl Farah Stacy, um, she has her corn. Corn is it quarantine time? Quarantine. Quarantine with Farah uh, that comes out on a weekly basis as well too. All right, everybody, you already know how this goes. Not all superheroes wear capes, but sometimes... Sometimes they wear headphones. Bye, everybody. All right. I'll stop recording. There you go. So, yeah.